So I think we can all agree that humans need to reduce their impact on the environment. And we all think of it in relation to our daily activities, how we eat less meat, how we look at water-wise, how we reduce our plastic usage. But what happens when this responsibility extends beyond life and it goes straight into death? What happens when you pass away? Obviously, owing to different uh, rituals and religions, these things are different. And some people believe in cremation, some people prefer burial, some people um, uh, want very different processes or the way. So, Dr. Paolo Magni is a senior lecturer in forensic science at Murdoch University in Australia. And she has been looking at how we can focus on human burial in different ways. How do we do it? Well, Dr. Manu, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Good morning, everyone. This is such a fascinating topic. I must say, when I started reading it, I was like, no. But it does make a lot of sense if we think about how we have uh, over 8 billion people on the earth and what it means in terms of land that is required for human burial and uh, much more when it comes to that. Dr. Manyi, when we talk about forensic science, the work you do, what does that mean? A forensic scientist is someone that uses science to um, help solving crimes. There are different forensic scientists because it depends on the type of science. I'm a biologist and I work in collaboration with toxicologists, uh, chemists, uh, medical legals, and also uh, biomolecular people. It's, it's a combination of different uh, disciplines because of the crime scene, you never know what can happen and who can help. So it's certainly not a forensic crime to die. But if we think about the studies that you've been doing, you've been looking at how long it takes for a body to decompose. Tell us about that. Yeah, as a forensic science myself, uh, I work into taphonomy. That is the process of the composition of a body from when the body dies to when the body completely disappears in the environment. Normally, this is a process that in a natural situation will be mediated by insects as a typical situation of a piece of meat that you forget on the, uh, in the kitchen instead of the fridge. Insects will arrive and will eat and makes maggots and uh, makes rotten uh, odors. But this doesn't happen when a human body dies and there is a funeral, there is a, a casket, there is a tomb, there is a mausoleum. All of these things that are considered to preserve a body maybe for the afterlife, depending on the uh, circumstances of the religious. But, you know, we are many, many people on the planet. And coughing by coughing in the soil, the coffins can leak pieces of uh, different type of metals in the soil and also in the mausoleum. We need to move bodies after a certain time. And if the body doesn't decompose, we can't move the body. So in certain countries, you can receive a call out of the blue and say, well, there is a person of your family that was buried 50 years ago that we had to cremate or we had to move and you had to pay for that. Whoa, <laughs> this is something that people don't want to know because, well, maybe don't even know this person and they had to pay out of the blue uh, for, for something that they don't know what to do. And the bodies in many uh, legislation belongs to the country, not to the families. Wow. It's, it's the country that can decide what to do. So here's the thing. I mean, how long does it take for a body to, to you, you mentioned 50 years. 
I mean, on a good day, how long does it take for a body to decompose? I mean, we can think of the pharaohs and, <laughs> and those bodies which never, ever decomposed. And we're, we're still seeing these little wrinkled uh, bodies that are coming up uh, in, in archaeological sites. Yes, it, it is exactly that. Bodies decompose at a different speed based on different circumstances. Um, for example, the place where the body is uh, um, is left in uh, in, a, in, a, in a desert, the body will mummify and dry up. But in a place where the environment is very wet, will turn into wax that is very very resistant. Uh, in uh, in a in a burial depends on the depth of the burial. A shallow grave can be faster than a deep grave, and it all depends also the um, if there is any any component of, for example, embalming procedure that has been considered in the um, in the process of uh, after that the composition and things like that. So in some places can be very quick. Like if I leave up that body in the bush in summer, no containment, like no clothes, can take up to two two weeks, very sure. very quick. And we have just bones, and uh, and it's pretty quick. But if we have someone left in other certain environment, like a, like a coffin in a mausoleum, well, it can take, I don't want to say forever, but pretty much. This is the reason why we find um, mummified remains in archaeological setting, but also in our cemetery. Dr. Manyi, we are going to have to go to a break, but when we come back from a break, I'd like to just uh, look at funeral rituals in relation to religions, because this is obviously critical to the work that you're doing in deciding whether it's going to be a coffin, a casket, a cremation, and how we make that death more environmentally friendly. The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. We're chatting to Dr. Paula Manyi. She's the Senior Lecturer in Forensic Science at Murdoch University in Australia. And we're looking at how you can make your death or even your burial more environmentally friendly. As we have so many people, space for human burial is running out, especially in small and densely populated countries. How do we minimize environmental impact? Well, we do have Dr. Manyi on the line. Dr. Manyi, obviously this is a conversation that just must include religion and funeral rituals that respect the dead according to different religions. How do you resolve that with the work that you're doing? It is very complex because it's a multi-layer conversation that we had to consider. Uh, in the conversation, we had to consider uh, the different people involved in that. The conversation must be uh, taken into consideration the uh, the dead person, the victim. They can maybe left a will of, I want to be buried in the soil and I want to be hanged in a, on a tree and want to become a, um, a, a field for mushrooms. That is one of the ways to, uh, to make a, a, a decomposing uh, way more green. Uh, then you have to consider the family, the family that is the leftover on the on the on the planet. They will uh, like to have closure towards the the disappearance of this uh, family member. Then we have to consider also the legislation of the country and the specific time in which the country is the country is living. We have to uh, remember that a few months ago we were still in a pandemic in which we could not make a decision about our dead bodies. And many countries will take the body and will burn the, burn the body no matter what, what was your religious belief because that was the safest and most, most biosecurity way uh, to, uh, to get rid of the body. 
Otherwise, if you can really choose a way, you should find a way that is the most consistent with the type of environment that you are into. So if you live in the desert or you live in a city, there are different ways that you should proceed into having a body that will decompose uh, faster. Um, I'm a forensic scientist. I had an experience of work in different uh, body farms in America. There are the places in which you study human body decomposition. Yeah. So there are anthropology research facility is the actual um, formal name for these places in which human bodies are donated to science for uh, um, for studies and uh, you have these these bodies decomposing on uh, in different circumstances uh, for for uh, for science <laughs> pretty much so for me the best way to get rid of a body is to donate a body to science so at least <laughs> we can improve <laughs> our uh, our knowledge about physiology decomposition forensic science so, so, Dr. Mani, I know that you did this research. You analyzed something like just over 400 bodies um, to find out what conditions helped speed up decay. Having done that, what would you suggest people think about? I mean, let's take um, the, the fact, obviously, I mean, if you're a Muslim, you absolutely will be buried. If you are Jewish, you would be buried. And likewise, for, for them both, it's within a very short period of time. Uh, many Hindus like to be cremated. Um, Catholic Church looks, allows cremation, but um, still prefers burials itself. Having said all of that, if you just look at the science of it, what would you suggest we need to do uh, as we move forward into the future, if you want excludes the religion from it? So probably the best answer is less is more. That means uh, let's try to avoid any kind of... Um, more things to add to the decomposition process. Do not add clothes, do not add coffins, casket, things like that. If you had to have a coffin, it needs to be very thin, maybe made of cardboard, and maybe had some holes that allowed the movement of air. And uh, the best will actually be a naked body, maybe wrapped in a, in a, in a very organic uh, material, like a cotton sheet, and placed in the soil in a very shallow grave that is mm. not compact and without any stone on top. This will allow a very easy flow of air, a very easy flow of uh, water. The water will be drained uh, very quickly, so there will not be a, um, the possibility to uh, keep humidity that will transform the body in wax and also access to the insect that maybe it's not ideal to think that a body is going to be eaten by maggots but it's the most natural thing this is what nature wants us to to become Mm. food for maggots sorry (laughs) Uh, Dr. Manya in closing I have to ask you have you decided what you would like to happen to your body and are you religious? Well I take religious in a very uh, personal way um, mm. because I was born and raised in Italy where there is a lot of influence of Catholic, Catholic Church yeah. and I was raised in that. But at the same time, I'm a scientist, so I had to think, take things a little bit more objective. And uh, for myself, I already signed for my body to be donated to science because I, I want to be a role model. Come on. <laughs>
Dr. Paolo Mani, thank you so much for joining us. A fascinating conversation. Senior Lecturer in Forensic Science at Murdoch University in Australia. And that's the question we're asking you. Have you made those decisions? Are those decisions uh, aligned to your religion or are they aligned to how you feel about the environment and the space? And are there ways of doing it differently? As Dr. Mani says, uh, ideally no coffin, no casket, but just wrapped in a cloth, a muslin cloth or something of muslin cloth of some sort and then uh, buried underground or cremated or as she says, donate your body to science.